Hey, listener, this is Josh Elledge, CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. We are actively seeking guests for our daily commercial-free entrepreneurial inspiration podcast. If you know someone who is doing six to eight figures in business, send them our way. Just go to UpMyInfluence.com slash guest. Let's get on with the show. All right. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to The Thoughtful Entrepreneur. I'm your host, Jen Amos. And today I have with me the host of Impact Podcast, Bob D. Pasquale. His website is bobdpasquale.com. Bob, welcome to the show. Thanks, Jen. Excited to be here. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I just thought I'd start because it's a new year. Um, uh, how's it been going for you so far? <laughs> good, good. It's been going pretty well. I, I live in South Florida. So honestly, today it's like 55 degrees, which for me is a little Ugh. cold, <laughs> uh, but yeah. I'm, I'm inside and warm, so I'm good. Uh, I love that. Uh, I'm formerly from California and, you know, they always say the weather's perfect there, at least in SoCal. And I think it's a lot like Florida weather, except we don't have the same humidity, you know, that you have. Uh, yeah. But today I'm over here in uh, Virginia and yesterday it was like 30 degrees. <laughs> Oh, so I envy you, um, but I don't hate you for that. So, <laughs> <laughs> cool. um, well, Bob, uh, for people that are getting to know you for the first time, um, I know that we mentioned here that you are the host of the impact podcast. Tell us a little mm -hmm. bit about your podcast and, uh, you know, what do you love doing? What do you love talking about on your show? Sure. Sure. So the, so the podcast speaking of impact is all about talking with really, really interesting people who want to make a positive difference in the world. And we've speaking, spoken with people from all different walks of life, uh, business people, athletes, professionals, young people. And the key is, is that there's something more than just the bottom line or what they do every day. It's, it's mm -hmm. about using their gifts and talents to make a positive impact. But yes, you okay. are the host of you are the host of the Speaking of Impact podcast. Um, and so uh, very cool. Uh, tell me, Bob, what compelled you to start your podcast? I was just excited to get that message out there. I, I learned a lot of things in the world in the past year or so have been controversial, and I wanted to bring people together as much as I could. I know I'm only one person, but I've heard it said before that you may not be able to change the world, but you might be able to change the world for one. And mm. so my thought was, I want to take these positive vibes and, and stories from people that I know and people that I, that I just met and share them so that people are more encouraged to listen to each other and do good things with what they've been blessed with. Yeah, I really like that. You know, it reminds me of why I love podcasting. Uh, my primary goal is to always find common ground with people that I speak with uh, through conversation and storytelling uh, to foster community and collaborative opportunities. Um, because why not? You know, like, why not? Like, why not be able to uh, find community and bring people together um, in a time that can feel so divided and polarizing um, and devastating? So for you to be sort of that beacon of light you know, right now for a lot of people, uh, I just want to applaud you for that. And just like what you said, it's not necessarily about um, changing the world, but maybe changing one person's world. And it's, I think to me, it's all about the the quality of people that um, you impact and influence, not necessarily the quantity. That's not always the case. What do you think about that? Yeah, absolutely. Qual quality over quantity, because there are, you know, what is there, 8 billion people in the world? We, <laughs> yeah. we don't all need to be standing on a stage every day, right? But we can do the right. little things that are incremental that will make our world a better place. And I, and I truly believe that. And I found in the just in the past 
six months or so that there really have been some some great strides, at least in, yeah. my, in my area in the circles that I run in. So I, I yes, absolutely believe you with that. Yeah. So uh, speaking of impact, <laughs> tell it. me, Bob, uh, what has been what have you noticed has been the impact of your show so far? Like what have you seen uh, kind of manifest uh, from starting your show and, and talking to all of these incredible people? I've seen people be more willing to be open mm. and listen to others because I think they realize that we all have something positive to offer. Mm-hmm. And when, when you understand that and you look at the person across from you, you may not look the same. You may not feel the same. You may come from different walks of life, but because of communication these days and technology, I mean, you're in Virginia, I'm in Fort Lauderdale. I feel like you're right next to me. And so <laughs> I can connect with people that I'm, that I'm otherwise dissimilar with. But if, yeah. I can, if I can believe that they have something positive to offer to the world and to, to myself, uh, then, then we'll just be a better place. So I've noticed people being willing to ex- not, not even accept that beyond that. They actually seek it out. They actually say, you know what? I want to talk to someone who I wouldn't have wanted to talk to otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. I feel the same way. I like to just jump on uh, interviews such as this and try to figure out uh, what's amazing about this person or what's unique about this person or what I may have in common with uh, this person. And so I think just kind of um, your willingness to bring that out in people is something that I really appreciate. Yep. Thank you. I appreciate it. I mean, I just, like you said, having conversations like this are awesome. I can tell already that you love to learn and, and, and ask people questions. Great. I do. I do, Bob. So speaking of which, I do have another question for you. Yeah. In your bio, you did mention that you are an advocate of stewardship. Um, mm-hmm. What does stewardship mean to you? And how do you practice that um, in your advocacy? Great. I think stewardship is really about taking ownership of what you have. Mm-hmm. And that could be financial. It could be your gifts. It could be your talents. It could be physical things. It could be intellectual capacity. But mm-hmm. being a good steward is using those in the right way, using them for good, using them to help other people to benefit uh, the world that we live in, as I mentioned. So stewardship is taking care of the resources that you've been blessed with. And the way I do it, and believe me, I'm not, I don't think you can ever be an expert in stewardship. The way Mm -hmm. I try to do it though, is I was having a conversation about this the other day. Every morning when I wake up, as much as I can, sometimes it's in five seconds, sometimes it's maybe five minutes, but I try to count the things, uh, the, the blessings that I've been given, the skills that I have. And I ask myself, okay, what am I going to do with these things today that are mm. common good? Mm-hmm. I really like that. So uh, since you mentioned that you count your blessings every day, um, care to share uh, what you counted this morning? Yeah, absolutely. Number one, my <laughs> wife. Um, and I mean, I, that's a little sappy, but but it's true. Um <laughs> I've been going through some some digestive issues and some things recently, honestly, without her kind of taking care of me, just the two of us, without her taking care of me, that'd be tough. I'd also yeah. say the fact that I have a home to live in. Um, I've, done, yeah. I've had a fortunate opportunity to do some work overseas from people who don't have uh, a dwelling. And so that's number two. And then number three, I, I was writing about this actually this week, about mm-hmm. the resources, relationships, and routines that I have. And I thought, you know, there are some really awesome people that I've met over the past six months. And so my commitment to myself this morning was, okay, how am I going to speak with those people and the connections that they have? And once again, use them for positive impact. Mm -hmm. I I like that you mentioned that. Um, I was just reflecting the other day on uh, how I've I think in the less less than two years, I've probably spoken to 300 people via podcasting. And I I, kind of came to this place where I was like, oh man, 
like, I need to add them on LinkedIn. You know, like I need to, I need to connect them. I can't just interview them and then move on with my life. Hence why I connected with you. <laughs> Cause I was like, I'm going to start today. Like I could, I could backtrack or I could start today. And so that's partially why I wanted to reach out to you before uh, we get started. But I really like that. Um, you know, you think about these people that you've crossed paths with and you think about, okay, what else can I do with them? What else, what else can I bring out of them or what have you? And, um, you know, I think at a, as a time right now where, uh, so we are all, essentially uh, isolated or, you know, at home, um, it does take someone such as yourself to, I think, really be proactive and and show people that they're not alone and bring out the best in them. And so I just feel like that is extremely important today, like is really taking that initiative um, to, like we said, uh, connect with people and bring out the best in them and, you know, hopefully find some collaborative opportunities. No doubt. Right. Right with you for sure. Yeah. Um, so thank you for sharing that. Uh, just kind of talking about your morning blessings. Uh, I definitely think the same thing. I just had a, a bad situation to me happen. I mean, it wasn't a bad situation, but it was more like, it was more like, oh man, like I wish I was on that project longer and um, I'm not, I'm no longer part of it. But I thought to myself, I counted my blessings anyway. I thought, well, it's not like that was paying my bills anyway. It's not like I started thinking like, oh, well, you know, I still have my work. I still have a roof over my head and I was able to move on from that. And so I think that, you know, really counting your blessings is extremely important. Um, I heard a meme in uh, 2020 that said something like, you know, I thought 2020 was the year that um, I was going to attain new things and get new opportunities, but it turned out to be the year where I actually, uh, appreciated what I already had. I'm totally butchering the meme, but I think it pretty much, I, I hopefully you, you got the message that, yeah. you know, counting your blessings, right? Mm -hmm. I got the concept. And I, sometimes you got to take a step back. I tell mm -hmm. people, I tell some of the young people that my wife and I mentor, and I, you know, I tell them sometimes because with technology information that they're so intelligent these days, not, not that we're not, but uh, I tell them slow down. You know, sometimes you got to look Sometimes you you do need to look backwards and see what you have, and and because some of those journeys and something you mentioned a tough time, something that mm -hmm. was bugging you recently, what a learning experience probably. So, yep. Yeah, mm -hmm. for sure. I've already moved on from it. <laughs> I was like, you know what, that was a great experience. Um, so Bob, you hinted two things at me that I feel like I need to pry uh, into. Mm -hmm. So the first thing is you mentioned that you were uh, you help. Uh, build homes? Or are you helping something overseas to help people have a home? And yep. you mentor youth. Can you tell me about, about that? Like, I know it's not necessarily about the podcast per se, but I am curious to know, it sounds like you like to do uh, a lot of philanthropic work. Yeah, absolutely. And no, no, it's not directly about the podcast, but it's all, mm -hmm. it's all in the lifestyle. It's all in the desire to be of assistance. And so I have mm -hmm. no construction skills. I mean, I can barely <laughs> use a screwdriver, right? I mean, don't ask me to don't ask me to fix anything. My wife had me put a new light bulb in the other night. I almost <laughs> messed that up. So, uh, but nonetheless, I do know there are people who out there who are in need. And so, I, yes, I had I had the opportunity to travel overseas a couple times and do uh, do work with an organization called Habitat for Humanity and mm -hmm. build homes for people who don't have homes. And it's not necessarily, like I said, about your construction skills. It's about the desire and the effort. And mm -hmm. you go in there and I'm basically the human cement mixer because they won't trust me with a brick or a hammer or anything, <laughs> but, but I just, I'm there to help. And you develop relationships with the people and you learn it's, it's, it's more than just, just the construction aspect of it. And so I've also had the chance to go back to some of the villages that I've worked in. And it's really an amazing experience. And you get, you get out so much more than you put in. And so yeah. that, that's the, that's the the construction portion of it. And you mentioned about what the young people 
And, you know, I've known my life, you know, you mentioned uh, um, being a middle child and, and I mentioned, uh, you know, you see in my bio there that I'm an only child. And mm-hmm. so I grew up in, in a very, very loving home, but I did not have influences in people mm-hmm. my age. Often. Mm. And so I, I, I've certainly found that young people are very, very impressionable because I was at that age as well. And you might call me a bit of an old soul because I didn't, <laughs> I didn't have anyone uh, in, my, in my generation growing up. And so my, my wife and I have taken on the, uh, it's fun, the desire uh, to help people, young people, just, just open their minds up. I mean, we're not teaching them anything more than their professors and teachers and people that they work with or their parents can teach them. We're just, mm-hmm. we're just giving them a, a, a shoulder to lean on, right? And, and someone yeah. to talk to and someone to, to even to talk about the, the hard things, right? And just encourage them. So we love that work too. And if I, when I, if I would have had someone like that when I was younger, I'm not saying I'd be a better person, but I would have had a different experience for sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, that's, you know, having, as I mentioned, as you pointed out for me, like I'm a middle child and uh, I, um, I have this very big sister mentality. Like I'm very protective of my sister, but I don't coddle her. I don't protect her from the world. I let her kind of learn her lessons and uh, come to me if she um, needs help. And I feel like that's sort of um, manifested in my adult life. Like I tend to sort of just be this voluntary uh, big sister <laughs> for my friends who are just like a couple years younger than me. And mm-hmm. um, I think in a way, it's like it's my own way of like like finding healing and even in myself and and kind of being the person that I wish I had like I wish I had a and I mean I have an older brother but I, I kind of wish I had an older sibling that uh, helped me in the way that I helped my sister um, and I feel like I'm able to do that <laughs> you know with my friends so I can imagine you know in the work that you're doing with the youth it's very uh, uh, fulfilling for you and maybe maybe self healing in a sense oh yeah absolutely. It, mm-hmm. it, it covers all those bases. Just same thing with the with with going on the habitat trips. It's you get out mm-hmm. honestly way more than than you put in, and and yeah. being fulfilled. I've also found that being fulfilled enables enables you to really leverage uh, your, the impact that you will make in the world because you feel better about yourself. You want to be more productive. You're encouraged about waking up in the morning and doing whatever it is that you that you do. Yeah. So it's it, it's a win. It's a win all around. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, Bob, I want to go ahead and shift gears, but before I do, I just want to make sure I've covered all my bases, uh, at least with a speaker of impact podcast, um, mm-hmm. and your website, uh, bobdaypasquale.com. Is there anything else you want people to know about your podcast or your website before I shift gears here? Yeah, just, just honestly, I, I write a, a blog once a week and a newsletter as well. So if you just head over to bobdaypasquale.com, you can pick up all that information. We just want to spread that positive message. So you'll find information there. You'll find some initiatives for impact. You can download Download those um, and just check check out the information. And no one's going to take in all the information, but I want to provide as many vehicles as I can, such as this, uh, to spread the message. Yeah, fantastic. Well, thank you for sharing that. And of course, we'll mention your website one more time at the end. Uh, so, Bob, um, you know, you are an advocate of stewardship. Uh, you run this podcast show. You do philanthropic philanthropic work, helping build homes overseas and helping the youth. Um, and I know that this comes from somewhere. And the one thing I haven't brought up yet is you battled with cancer at 18. Um, can you tell us more about that and how that um, maybe was the inspiration or the catalyst for you to uh, you know, be who you are today? Sure. So, yes, I battled cancer when I was 18. So like three years ago. Um, no, just kidding. <laughs> I was going to say, I was like, wait a minute. I was like, <laughs> I look younger than you. <laughs> 
the, 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 so, so my story is this, I, I was born in New York and mm. I, my parents moved down to Florida when I was just three years old in the eighties. And mm. so they were kind of like the black sheep of the family, if you will, not, not in their, in their personality or anything, just that they wanted to leave and get out of New York when my mom's side and my dad's side were all from up there mm. and they really were running away from the cold weather. And so it wasn't until I was 18 going to college, I said, you know what, I'm going to go back to New York. And so I did. I went to Hofstra University on Long Island, New York. And you know, when you're 18, you think you're this invisible person, right? You can just jump off a cliff and fly to the next one. Like there's no, yep. nothing can take you down, right? So I was an 18 year old going off to college, actually going to training camp to play football in college. And I, in, a, in about a three or four day period, I, one of my trainers had said, you know, you don't, you're not running right. Something's wrong. And mm -hmm. I was like, sure, whatever. So I did some treatment. I thought I had an injury. Honestly, I thought I had a pulled muscle. Mm. And long story short, I was in there. You're up at five in the morning, preparing and stretching out and getting warmed up before your, your practice. And he was like, Bobby, why are you still in here? I mean, you just had a pulled muscle. You should be totally healed by now. I said, Rick, you know, there's, I'm, I just, it's not, it's still sore. So he said, mm. all right, I'm going to actually send you to the doctor. So he, he sent me to the doctor and I had a series of tests and my parents were coming up for, uh, to New York for my first college football game, right? Big, mm -hmm. big day for a young person. Now that they, they knew I wasn't going to be playing in the game at that point. Cause I had this injury, whatever it was, but it yeah. had progressed and progressed. And I, the day my parents were coming up, to New York for my game, I had an appointment with an oncologist. Mm -hmm. And my oncologist told me that day that I, and you're an 18 year old, he sits me down and he goes, you have, you know, Mr. De Pasquale. And I'm like, Mr. De Pasquale, I'm 18. Call me Bobby, please. He's like, you, you have cancer. And I was like, oh my gosh, you gotta be kidding me. Well, I come out of that appointment by myself. My parents called me, they had just landed and they were on the way to my uncle's house where we're all going to be staying. And I can yeah. only imagine I didn't even know I was in shock and I'm sure my mom and my dad were just devastated. So that sat, that was a Thursday, that Saturday mm. we're at my uncle's house and my uncle's best friend comes over and he's like, Bob and Susan, my parents' names, take my car. I can only imagine all the tests that you have to go through. You got to drive all over to all these different doctors with your son, trying to figure out what to do. Is he going to survive? Take my car. You can use it. I don't need it. And they were like, mm -hmm. oh my gosh, I could. And then they didn't know him because they had moved to Florida. So my uncle's mm -hmm. best friend, Tim, did not know him. Mm -hmm. So that was a Saturday. Now, my oncologist had told me, we don't know what's going on yet. Don't drop out of any of your classes, still go to class. So the mm -hmm. following Tuesday, I had come out of my, my class in the morning and I went to go get something to eat in the cafeteria. Now, so now that's so how you know that I'm not three years removed from college. The TV was one of those little tube TVs kind of hanging. Oh, man. Yep. <laughs> in the cafeteria and I'm, I'm sitting there eating a sandwich, whatever I was eating for breakfast and mm -hmm. a, a plane hits the twin towers. And I was like, Oh my gosh, what, what is going on? And I'm thinking, all right, whatever accident, no problem. I get on the phone with my dad say, Hey, I'm heading to my next class. I'm feeling okay. What's up? He goes, you're not heading to your next class. You need to come back to your uncle's house now because another plane just hit the twin tower. Oh my I was goodness. Like, I was like, what is going on in my life? I got in the yeah. car it took me nine hours to make a what would normally be a 15-minute drive to my uncle's house with wow. the Twin Towers smoking in the distance. And oh I have goodness. a master's degree in broadcast journalism, so I love talking like, you know, I love being on the mic. I will never 
listen to nine straight hours of AM radio ever again in my life. <laughs> <laughs> so I made it back to my uncle's house. And needless to say, it was just chaos. And we found out that Tim, the gentleman, my uncle's best friend, was in the towers and, and he lost. Oh my life. God. Oh, that's awful. That's so awful. It was, it was incredibly, you know, incredible, you know, flip turn upside down of my life, you know, to, yeah. to quote the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. And so I, 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 you asked what formed my, my thoughts and ideas and how I kind of made it to this point. And I'll tell you what, it wasn't all of that right at that moment. It probably took me about two years mm-hmm. to really recognize what I went through. Now, yeah. my treatment was about six months. Praise the Lord. Thank God. I'm okay. My, my doctor told me you're fine. Mm-hmm. And I had many tests to go through and check in for over the years, but I knew, I knew that I would be fine. I was confident. But it wasn't until two years later that I actually slowed down, took a step back and said, man, what did I really go through? Because mm-hmm. I thought when it first happened, I thought, I, Bobby, you know, you beat cancer, you're invincible. You know, I, I, almost, I almost credited myself with it again. And it wasn't until a couple of years later that I realized what truly happened. And so now, yeah. and so now I do get up and count my blessings every day. And, um, I, you know, honestly, I found out that my wife who was a junior. I didn't know her at the time. I found out a couple years after that, my wife was telling me a story about one of her teachers in high school who told the class, the first day of class, he said, all right, kids, I know this is crazy. You're 16 years old, but we're all going to pray for our future spouses. Wow. And she told me this. We did the math Right when I was in 2001, when I was going, you know, going through my treatment and going through the whole situation, it was when she was a junior in high school in the fall semester. And it was just like, like, (laughs) it it was way more than me who just defeated. I I didn't just defeat cancer. There was doctors and drugs and people and my wife. And, you know, it was just a lot going on. And I didn't even know her at the time. It was incredible. Wow. Bob, I was not expecting that story. Uh, Thank you. Thank you for sure. I'm so glad I, I brought that up and, you know, kind of learning about that time in your life. It wasn't just about battling cancer, but, you know, being, um, being affected by 9-11. Um, my husband, it was funny. He, I mean, not, not funny. Sorry. Um, you know, I, he, he mentioned at, it's so crazy, like how all of us can recall what happened around that time, you know, but you know, for him, he graduated West point the year that nine 11 happened and he thought his class wasn't going to go to war. And after that, they're like, Oh my gosh, we're so going to war. So it's so, it's so incredible. Like how everyone has a different experience of that time, but, you know, to know that you were driving <laughs> through town, you know, as you know, these towers were falling is just, um, it's astounding. And I really appreciate you sharing that because I, I know even till this day, it could be difficult for a lot of people to talk about that time. Um, but that's why you host Speaking of Impact, because I think you kind of turn that into, uh, you rechannel that as a way to serve other people. So um, Bob, thank you. Uh, thank you so much for joining me today on The Thoughtful Entrepreneur, uh, sharing your story, sharing your heart and sharing the good work that you're doing today. Um, any more closing thoughts before we go? Well, first of all, I love how you use the word rechannel. I think that's a great mm-hmm. that's a great word and great phrase there because that's really what it is. We can all rechannel our energy. So, yep. you know, my parting closing thoughts would be when when you wake up in the morning and you think about what it is that you have, think about how you can use that for good. And that's what speaking mm-hmm. of impact is all about. So thank you so much for for having me on today. 
Fantastic. Well, thank you. Thanks again, Bob, for joining me. And again, to our listeners, this is Bob Dave Pasquale. His website is bobdavepasquale.com, or you could find his podcast show, Speaking of Impact, on your preferred podcasting medium. Thank you all so much for joining us, and we'll chat with you in the next episode. Tune in next time. Thanks for listening to The Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now, if you've got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Now, if you do that, tag us with the hashtag upmyinfluence. Each month, We scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform, and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. Now, what do you win? Well, we're going to promote you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans, totally free. Now, can you also hook us up? Now, in your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. Now, my name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Now, thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Mm-hmm.